Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 170 and we have a guest. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello people of the world, Brad from Victoria, Australia. Well, sure whether you were going to say that, Mikey. Oh, awkward pause. I'll let you take the lead. <laughs> like Rad, of course, has been on with us before. He's guested on the episode, and my mind goes blank. Startled men. Not that long ago. Nope, not too long ago at all. I must see if I can get Helen back on, because she hates Rodney. Her dissing Rodney and me defending him could make for an interesting... Uh, in fact, we could end up just arguing with each other and not really commenting on the episode at all. That's what editing's for. Aww. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. This week's episode, Home. The gang goes home. Or do they? We will find out. You will notice a slight improvement in audio quality this week. Brad is actually talking to us from home, not in his truck. Less background noise. And revving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and since I applied spot and flea stuff to the back of the cat's necks, the collars are off, so you won't hear the gentle jingling of little kitty bells. No Christmas jingle. That would have been a really appropriate time for Mike to drop in a small snatch of the infamous Christmas lades on. Doubt he's prepared to do that. I may actually listen and find out. Not at this time of the year, no. Subject to which, actually quite sunny and relatively warm here while the sun is up. It was minus three this morning and it's nine degrees now. Oh, lovely. Whereas Brad is probably somewhere somewhere in the mid to late 30s. During the day, yes. About 22 degrees at the moment. Four o'clock in the morning, so it's a balmy night. It's a balmy, that's nuts. <laughs> Keeps the snow away. Brad has indeed tweeted us with, OK, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Multitask. Looking forward to seeing Amanda in approximately three months. A photo op worth the $40, frankly. Yes. Yes, it is. You can get a Babylon 5 surviving cast photo. $250. How many of the cast is up then? So how many are missing? <laughs> I believe pretty much, uh, with the possible exception of Peter Jurassic, I think it's pretty much everyone who's still alive. Well, I just meant how many, not who. Eight, I think. Possibly JMS as well. Certainly Pat and Claudia and Jerry Doyle and Bruce Boxleitner and Myra Forlan. And I believe Jason Carter is going to be there. Memory serves. They said there were other guests they haven't publishing a leaflet, supposedly on Tuesday or Wednesday. And there were other guests that haven't been announced yet. But you've got the important ones. JMS is there. I mean, outside of SDCC, uh, JMS never does con, so frankly, he's not bloody going. <laughs> That's it, do it while you can. Indeed. Hi everyone, I'm Shannon and I'm here with my sister, Susie. And together we are the hosts of Hexed Sisterhood of the Supernatural. We are podcasting our way through supernatural TV from a paranormal perspective. From our standby sibling staple of supernatural to the trysts of true blood. From high school drama and love triangles of vampire diaries to the troubles of Haven. From sensuous succubus of Lost Girl. To the true adventures of Ryan of Paranormal State. We love it all and more. We always have something to watch. And something to talk about. So join us in our paranormal adventures over at hexpodcast.blogspot.com. Vampires, werewolves, succubi, fairy folk, ghosts, spirits, and magic. And the women and men who seek them out are all welcome. We'll see you through the audio veil. All Supernatural TV, all the time. That was a promo for Hexed, a podcast by two sisters, Susie and Shannon, who chat about their favourite genre television shows. A light-hearted and fun podcast, well worth checking out. Just say the word. Open the iris. 
We'll kick off this week's notable Stargate-related birthdays with the one and only Kurt Russell, who was born March 17th, 1951, star of the original feature movie and other great flicks such as The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York. On the 19th, Connor Trenier celebrates his birth. He played Michael in Stargate Atlantis and was trip on Enterprise. He's recently appeared in Suits, Fairly Legal and NCIS LA. 20th sees Ingrid Cavillard celebrating her birthday. She was Major Erin Gant in Stargate SG-1 for three episodes and has appeared in Regenesis, Whistler, Jeremiah, V and Lost Girl. Also on that date, the larger-than-life John DeLancey has his birthday. John made his name in the genre playing Q on Star Trek, The Next Generation, and played at Colonel Simmons on Stargate SG-1. He came to a sticky end, but done with style. He's also appeared in Torchwood, Breaking Bad and Charmed. Last, and very definitely not least, another original Stargate movie actor will be celebrating on the 21st. Many happy returns to Jay Davidson, the enigmatic Ra, who made a huge impact in the movie, but it certainly didn't eclipse his superb role in The Crying Game. Not a lot of feedback directly related to last week's SG-1 episode sacrifices. Brad on Facebook said, Bit of a slow episode. If it didn't have the takedown of Moloch, I don't think I would have rewatched it. Plus, RDA must have really committed to this episode because it shows. I replied, I quite liked it, more for the underlying humour than the drama. But yes, the planet-side action added to the whole immensely. Brad also added a comment on the screen cap of a very muscular tilt playing table tennis. Aha, you won't like me when I'm angry. I agreed, and sure as hell beats a boxing match. Jack wasn't that stupid. Most of the discussion, and certainly the biggest news of the week, is the release of the iOS app Stargate SG-1 Unleashed. came out on the 14th. Plenty of comments and screenshots on the Facebook group and on the website. And on the whole, the response is positive. Of course, we all want full console PC gaming, and the uber goal of a live-action series movie. Short and sweet, so let's get back to the show, and this week's Atlantis episode, Home. You, my lion. Sit, stay, go giddy. The only cat that actually obeys me. (laughs) Okay. If our lion's heads are duly cocked. Yep. Yep, all set to go. Okay. Ever a tree, ever a doe, ever a hen. Clicky. Fade out and in on mist. Ooh. It was like that this morning. A little foggy. Is it convenient that they have these guideline posts there? I'm pretty sure we've seen them before in Stargate without the fog. I was going to say, look familiar. Mm. I've never seen so much nothing, and I've never walked so far to see it. How was I to know the only structures on this planet would be in the immediate area around the Stargate? Stargate has never done environmental suits well. No. <laughs> they look like hazmat. They're not even close to that. I mean, they're not airtight for a start. Mm. Oh, I thought you hated wearing these suits. I do. I'm incredibly uncomfortable. These energy readings are amazing. Kay's always uncomfortable. Yeah. And yet you cannot explain it. Not yet. <laughs> Can't figure out a way we can use it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Very limited field of vision, isn't it? If someone's creeping up behind you, you just will not know. Yeah. You just see the boo arc of a zat flying towards you. Well, it's not their first trip there. It's not something you want to be wearing when you're on your first trip to another planet. There are no buildings, no people, no nothing. Just fog. It's not technically fog. There's no actual water vapor in the atmosphere. I mean, for that matter, I don't think we need to wear the hazmat here. Oh, it's safe, is it? Yeah. I mean, Rodney is normally overpushed. Of course, as soon as they took the uh, head thing off, you know, it's the person dialing the gay who must be a red shirt. There are no red shirts on this team. Oh, it's him. Not yet. Not until the end of the season. (laughs) I mean, for the sake of a couple of minutes, they could have left their uh, suits on. Well, it's only rebreathing the air. It's not... They haven't got a supply with them or nothing that's going to run out. 
True. Let's move out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You wanted useful? <laughs> what are you talking about? When the wormhole connected, there was a wild fluctuation in the energy field. But I mean, if I'm reading these numbers right, it looks like the the, the gate is actually drawing power from the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Big light bulb's gone off. Bing! <laughs> this is McKay's first incredible idea to yes. get home. He has many of them. Oh, in terms of lots? Well, lots and lots. Enough to open a wormhole back to Earth. They're so committed to Pegasus. Why are they so interested in getting home? Because they're running out of coffee. <laughs> you know, you're going to get your priorities, aren't you? Coffee and McDonald's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, then. Home. Season 1, Episode 9 of Stargate Atlantis. For the Gatecast, Episode 170. Written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. Directed for the first and only time by Holly Dale, a Canadian director. Okay. Going very far afield. Yes. The episode got its US premiere on Sci-Fi Channel September the 10th, 2004, and in the UK, Tuesday, December the 7th, 2004. As usual, I don't have any other air dates. However, there's a huge list of shows with episodes of this title. Walking Dead, Angel, Wanderer, Sleep Cell, Cleopatra 2525, which had Gina Taurus in, <laughs> Legend of the Seeker. The list goes on and on, believe me. Oh, little conference table. Yes, it hasn't changed this week, has it? No. They filled the hole in, that's all. Didn't someone give us feedback on the conference table? Yeah, basically saying it changes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as we have the control crystal, I can make the other gate work. You're suggesting we remove it from our DHD and bring it to M5S224? Yes. Isn't that risky? I'll be fine. <laughs> I think we have to get more segments to <laughs> Yes, McKay takes a very personal viewpoint. Risk. <laughs> you said you didn't know where the energy on the other planet is coming from. I believe it is being generated somehow in the atmosphere itself. The fog. Yes. You said it wasn't fog. Whatever it is. Well, how do you know? I don't yet. But the fog or the mist or whatever you want to call it is the only thing around for miles and the energy readings were constant. Okay, even if you can pull this off... We have to assume that the Earth Gate lacks a power source capable of establishing a wormhole. Back Trust to me, Texas. I know about the mist. So whoever went would be taking the risk that it might be a one-way trip. I'm sure someone will volunteer. You? Believe it or not, I would only go if I knew there was a good chance I could come back. At least we can send a message to Stargate Command, let them know that we're okay. Well, we've gathered a lot of intel. We should send it, if we can, even if it's over a radio. You're going to be alone there, Rodney. Mm. <laughs> you sure you want to go? You ain't got your personal shield. Then nice on set. Or done. That's it. Very compromising position if you walked in on that. So how easy will it be to put that thing in the other DHD? Well, the Atlantis' DHD is unique. It's not like there'll be an empty slot waiting for us to plug it in. Meaning? Meaning that there may be some disassembly required. Some disassembly? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're getting worried now. Do you not run the risk of disabling the other Stargate? Only if I screw up, which is extremely unlikely very confident. 840 years. So what? That's how long it will take us to come get you by Puddle Jumper. That, I'm pretty sure, is overly optimistic. <laughs> I mean, the Puddle Jumper is seriously sublight. Mm -hmm. Major? Lieutenant? Yes, sir. <laughs> Again, the Valley explores a small area around the gate. They have no idea what's on the planet. Yeah, they could have took a jumper through to sky the area. Jumper sensors would pick stuff up the handheld device, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to fly off a kilometre, get a good search. Yes, a little bit creepy. 
Atlantis, this is McKay. Go ahead. We're ready to begin work on the uh, DHD. You're sure about this, Rodney? Positive. Next time you hear from us, we'll be delivering the good news. One thing about having a misty set, it doesn't mean you can film indoors with few lighting problems. Yep. You just darken the science stage, maybe with canvases, and you're in, you're in business. Yes, and they've moved the DHD. Being really sure about this is like asking them if he like citrus, you know? It's not a, it's a pointless question. Do you have a moment? One piece, really? <laughs> Light reading. It's not really how you picture uh, Shepard, is it? Not really, no. He wasn't sure if they'd have any loo paper. <laughs> and of course, this kind of contradicts the idea that they were allowed to take one personal item. Mm. Why not bring along a book that takes a while to read? Page 17. I'm right on schedule. Just imagine, this was only made, what, eight years ago, and yet the idea of taking one book is normal. <laughs> you take your Kindle these days and take the whole, you know, Library of Congress, will you? Oh, no, with just, the Library of Congress. Pardon, Brad. That would put you to sleep. Well, the point was, you'd take a, a lot of books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was just flash drive with the Gutenberg project on it, and a laptop. All I'm saying is that you are the person who is best qualified to brief General Hammond and the other powers that be about the Wraith threat. Well, maybe so, but I think I'm needed here. Oh, dear. Good. But if you want to go, I understand that, too. What are you saying? I'm not needed here? I said I'd understand. Well, thank you, but I made a commitment. Of course, in all fairness, life-sucking aliens were a part of the brochure. Interesting that she mentioned General Hammond, who she knows isn't in control of Stargate Command anymore. No, but he's in overall control of the Stargate program for Washington, isn't he? He's planetary defence. Yeah, yeah. homeworld security. Yeah, yeah, homeworld security, yeah. I assume they're a little less paranoid and with uh, better training than homeland security. <laughs> Put it this way, they must have been doing their job because that meteorite from Ming missed totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have taken more lights with me. Mm. You know the planet isn't bright. And when you're doing delicate work on the DHD. Yeah, and the lights behind him. Yeah. On the other hand, if anyone's going, it should be someone that commands the respect of the SGC and yet has the uh, patience, knowledge and determination to bring them up to speed and find a way to bring the cavalry back here. So what you're saying is you're invaluable everywhere. Granted, it would create a void if I were to go, but uh, you can all take comfort in the knowledge that I'll be on the other side spearheading the effort to return with reinforcements, fresh supplies and Big Macs for all. Yeah, I feel better already. Yeah, good. Oh, you've got to love it. McKay's totally oblivious to the level of sarcasm Ford is conveying. Major Shepard, have we heard back from Dr. McKay? Not yet. Word of the discovery has already spread throughout the base. I've noticed. It is to be expected, of course, faced with the prospect of being reunited with loved ones, returning to familiar ground. Yeah, I'd love to go back. You would consider leaving Atlantis? I just wish I knew I could gate back here, then I'd go in a heartbeat. It would be wonderful to see your world. You could help me with the briefing. I would like that. Hey, you know more about the Pegasus Galaxy than anyone. Oh, them sleeves are weighted. Why did they never tailor these outfits for Taylor? Maybe they just couldn't appreciate the joke of having a tailor tailor. We're the same. It's something about, so far, the women don't have very good costumes. Maybe they sacked Hush and deserve her after season one. I think that's Weir's jacket, because she's the only one with red inserts, isn't she? Everyone else, the other departments have different coloured inserts. Oh, yeah, perhaps. You know, they just have to give her what was available because they only took jackets for the actual number of people. Not enough personnel have died yet to have spare clothes. At least Weir's wearing something that fits. All indications are that the uh, gate's drawing power from the atmosphere is enough for an eight-shovel mark. Okay, you stay put. <laughs> you got the gate working anyway. 
Look how good I am. Interrupt him. I'm sure he wanted to gloat a bit more. <laughs> so that looks a bit different. Yeah. The gate transit? Yeah. Have we actually seen any in Pegasus gate transits? I'm not sure. I think when they went to New Athos, there was one at the very beginning in the pilot. Please work. Good work. Ooh, success. He seems surprised. He does <laughs> not Stargate Command, this is Dr. Elizabeth Weir of the Atlantis Expedition. Do you read? He's never totally sure. He's 99% confident. <laughs> you have reached Stargate Command. We are all out at the moment. <laughs> Please leave a message. We'll get back to you as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Whoever you are, this better not be a joke. No joke, Sergeant. I'm sending my personal IDC for confirmation. Sorry about that, Dr. Weir. We're just a little surprised to be hearing from you. Understandable. The iris is open and clear to come through. Thanks, but we're not ready to risk a one-way trip. You don't understand, Doctor. Things have changed around here. The Asgard are in the process of fitting Prometheus with engines capable of reaching other galaxies. We were mounting a mission to find out what happened to you. Is he serious? Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. No, he's joking. <laughs> no, I'm pulling your leg. You're screwed. <laughs> I won the pool, and I said you'd survive at least three months. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> who's going? There's no difference, is there, between the intergalactic and the uh, intersystem one? And you can still see the grey tinges in the background. Welcome back to Earth. They probably decided to use Don S. Davis because they wanted him in an episode of Atlantis, and mm. this probably the easiest way to do it. Yes, and Rick was probably busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just didn't show up. Exactly producing. <laughs> I must... No, he won't be at that channel. I must ask Amanda, does Rick actually fish? Well, he does all the hiking and canoeing. Unfortunately, Doctor, your preliminary report has given the Pentagon cause for concern. If the Wraith are as powerful as you say, that would make them an enemy even more dangerous than the ghoul. There are those who believe it would be prudent to cut our losses and abandon the Pegasus galaxy altogether. Yep, we're getting out of there. Yeah. Now, if they'd have taken this attitude at the beginning... Mm -hmm. Over its years in operation, Stargate Command has encountered a number of threats that could well have brought about the destruction of this world. Now, that never stopped you from continuing to send teams through the gate, General. By the time SG-1 had returned from their first mission, the damage had already been done. We'd alerted the ghoul to our presence, and shutting down operations wouldn't have changed that. Nah, he's more of a lucky now. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to turn tail and run. The Pentagon would prefer to call it a strategic withdrawal. <sighs> but how can we be sure they won't come after us? Oh, she's right, General. They feed on human life forms. Now they know there's a smorgasbord waiting for them here. Be quiet, you foreigner. No Canadians allowed. We need to continue to explore the opportunities for technological advancement Pegasus Galaxy has to offer. And not to mention our responsibility to the other humans who live there. Responsibility? We did wake up the Wraith. And while, yes, that would have happened eventually without our interference, our access to ancient technology puts us in a unique position to help those people. We can't just walk away. Okay, then, if anybody noticed a little glitch there, it's because our recording software stopped. We think we're all right, but if we're not, you won't be hearing this anyway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're talking to no one. 
Well, no, he'll be hearing me and you, Brad. They just won't be hearing Mike. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. I can be more, a lot more creative uh, when I'm editing it than actually watching it live. I believe my recording gets the entire call. Major Shepard. It does seem strange seeing General Hammond around the SGC. Yeah. Considering he hasn't been arrived for SG-1. I don't know if it's just me or he looks a little smaller anyway. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Back by now, I thought you'd be enjoying some well-deserved r and I was just going to arrange some transportation, sir. Well, consider taking care of Major anywhere you'd like. Very generous. You've done your country a great service, son. You deserve it. I was going to say, they say you shrink when you get older. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Don S. Davis in the uh, pilot of Psych over the weekend. Also in a B-movie called Wyvern, where he was playing a gun-toting Texan. That's a bloody big watch. Sorry to interrupt, but it is. The watch is nearly the size of the back of our hand. Well, it probably tells more than the time. It's GPS locator and all sorts of stuff. I was afraid you had abandoned me. Just setting up our ride. So, where are we going? We should start by getting you a new outfit. So she's been checked out, has she? So it's him. And now Shepard's checking her out another way. <laughs> I didn't know BMW did convert it. I must be an American only market model. That's Bobby Ewing's goal, isn't it? When Dallas first started. Possibly, but I've never seen that BMW in Europe. They must sell convertibles in Europe. Yeah, the Z3 and the Z5. Not a uh, four-seater. Simon Wallace, played by Garwin Sanford, Canadian actor who's been in uh, three episodes of Stargate SG-1 as Dareem, who the mad fool fell for Sam, and, well, the inevitable. <laughs> yes. This scene was originally meant to be in the pilot episode Rising, but it was cut for time, so they reshot it and included it here instead. Oh, yeah, because when she went back to him, he'd already gone anti. Mm. <laughs> that. <laughs> I did read the uh, thing today. <laughs> well done. But I thought I, I noticed I was treading on your toes a bit when I started reading from it. I've held back little samples to drop in appropriate times, although that's the only bit I remembered. <laughs> he didn't turn his power off. You have no new messages. That sounds like my answering machine. No messages. <laughs> you have no messages. <laughs> Is he going to get his cat back? He's watching no. the hour limit. Yeah. And he's continuing to eat whatever the hell... Where are they, gummy worms? That's Chris Judge's voice doing the uh, intro, the classic introduction. Hi. Hi. He's been spending money. Yes, but not on bras. <laughs> I have traded in many marketplaces on many worlds. Countries. Yes, of course. Countries. But here, there are so many different items to choose from. Yeah, you seem like you're having fun. Hours and hours of fun. But she picked out a nice outfit. Hours of fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's never shopping before. Well, oh my God, what have I unleashed? Should have done the Bill and Ted moment, you know, with this piece of plastic credit card thingy. I'm starting to wonder about a few things myself. What? Nothing feels wrong to you. I, I don't mean one thing. I mean everything. I do not understand. Yeah. Well, how would it? Excuse me. Uh, could you take us to the Green Moss Park area? Sure thing. Thank you. Everything does seem strange to us. <laughs> yeah. What is this material I'm sliding along? 
this does remind me of two episodes of Farscape. Oh, yeah. They went back to it a couple of times. Mm. Before they actually went back to it. Yeah. And that is Tory's own dog, his first acting job. That thing is almost glowingly white. I know, it's no Porthos, but... <laughs> no, it's not been in peace. I don't know how many times I watched that damn tape you left me. Packed up and left. <laughs> I wanted to tell you in person. No, you didn't. You were afraid I'd talk you out of it. I was afraid you'd try. When you told me you were going away, but couldn't say where. My first guess was Korea. My second guess was Israel. To be honest, the Pegasus Galaxy didn't make my list. No, because most people hadn't heard of it until it popped up. Rather uneasy conversation, this isn't it? Yes. Can we just have sex? Be done with it. I imagine my security clearance doesn't let you tell me what you've been doing while you were there. I've only got a month. Probably thinking, well, I've done okay while you've been away. <laughs> or when you'll be leaving again? No. But at the very least, you could promise me that, um. Uh, you take this with you. Simon. I've already got one personal item for the trip back. <laughs> it's beautiful. Because you won't be there when you get back. Climate mightn't be there. So, I'm giving you a necklace. What do I get? Looks nice. Thank you. And that's as much as we see because this is a family show. So we get plenty of sex. <laughs> oh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It's only been a few months, but something's wrong. <laughs> Something wrong? No, I'm sorry. I just want you to kiss me. What are you talking about, Elizabeth? After a statement like that, there is no going back. No. <laughs> You've been kissing the dog? You've been eating garlic again? <laughs> Doggy thing. What am I doing here? This isn't home. Where's my bowl? Where's my treat? Yes, I understand. Thank you. Clothes, slippers. <laughs> oh no, we don't need to see that. <laughs> what, the t shirt? Rodney's junk in his boxes. Who sleeps like that? Come in. It's obviously not morning. Hang on. I'm pretty sure he used to live in an apartment. Yeah, it is an apartment. It's just a ground floor apartment. Well, I'm going back on Rising when he gave his cat to his neighbour. That was a, a parader. Just in the middle of a, of a, of a power nap, and uh, I'm, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> oh, well. I didn't even think you knew where I lived. Air Force. Oh, right. Uh, look, I can't um, really... Um, I have a date with a girl in 302. Uh, she's been uh, taking care of the cat for the whole time I was away, and uh, apparently she uh, oh, misses me. Rodney? I know. I'm trying to pawn my cat off on a neighbor, and I end up with the... What? Rodney's just interested in getting some. There was an accident on the Prometheus. We can't go back to Atlantis. I don't think he cares about Atlantis at this point. <laughs> Damn, I left all my things there. I was just going to come home, unwind, get a good night's rest, and come back refreshed, ready to start work on a solution. But now we're going to hit me, like Archimedes in the bathtub, Eureka, except I wasn't in the bathtub. I was on a couch watching a, a very strange Outer Limits oh, episode. Okay. Forget Prometheus. I have figured out how to establish a wormhole connection back to the Pegasus galaxy, but I'm going to need the ZPM. 
The ZPM's been depleted. It's of no use. Actually, that's not entirely true. You see, the last time we used it, the ZPM had to establish and maintain a wormhole back to Atlantis. This time around, all we need for it to do is to have enough energy to establish the briefest of connections. By my calculations, approximately, what, 3.5 microseconds. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Don't confuse the man. No, the general's keeping up. Jack would be just, uh... Mm. He'd be walking faster. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> Which leaves only one possible explanation. The gate must have been energized on our arrival, meaning it doesn't just draw power on outgoing wormholes, but on incoming wormholes as well. All we have to do is make a connection. Guys, is that idea to listen to the Sam talk fast? <laughs> You've got to admire any actor that can pull this off, though. Even if he took two or three takes to get it all done. <laughs> it all seems like it's one cut. Think of it like making a long-distance call to someone you know is going to accept the charges. All you have to do is dial. I'm sorry, Doctor. Well, you're not going to lose anything by letting me try, are you? All I want to do is run a couple of tests. I need to lie down just after listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> have you never had conversations with me? Go on, General, let him. Yes, it's not really the General, is it? Ah, but first time viewing, we didn't know that. Yes, we don't know that yet. That's Beth is looking pert. Is this almost a trope at this point? Not specifically Earth, but a fake reality which our characters realise about uh, generally halfway through the episode and spend the rest of the episode trying to get out with a four-minute wrap-up. That's yeah, not the first time Stargate's done it. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Is it a trope? I mean, there's other Well, you know it is, it. don't you? Yeah, it's normally cuts to a reveal of a replicator hand coming out of someone's head. It's almost as if there's two generals. She won't be flying again anytime soon. So we asked the Asgard for one of their ships? Well, I'm sure... When the Asgard are in a position to help, they will. General, I only came to Earth because I was assured I'd be able to get back. Now, I am not about to abandon my expedition team. I'll see what I can do, but I'm not making any promises. Walter! Ah, at last. Forward. Wait a minute, you gotta talk to somebody about this for me. Pack your stuff. Look, I'm sorry. If those are the orders you received, it's out of my hands. There's one thing I can't abide, it's sloppy work. If your people won't double-check their results, then there's no point in keeping them on the team. Dr. McKay. Yes, Lieutenant. I'm being transferred. Congratulations. The shape of things to come. Bye-bye, yep. Ford. <laughs> yep. You're getting rid of you already. New orders for me? I want to go back to Atlantis, and they want to ship me back to Antarctica? Lieutenant, do you know something that I don't? Because the last time I checked, the Prometheus was critically damaged, and the only ZPM in our possession didn't have the power to run a car stereo. I just thought you'd be trying to find another way. There is no other way, Lieutenant. I'm just going to have to deal with it. Oh. <laughs> hmm. He's not happy, is he? Poor Rainbow. Dog sits up and goes, hang on, there used to be feet in those. <laughs> now that's a confident actress. Very few actresses uh, like showing their bare feet on screen. Why? I've spoken to a number of them. <laughs> and the topic of bare feet came up, did it? <laughs> um, it was in Atlanta, it was hot. They were flip-flops. Oh, I suspect there are professional actresses who specialise in bare feet roles. Thank you. I know it's essentially the same character, but he's just reckoning he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with Nareen. Eventually. No, never was. It, it was a product of his uh, upbringing in society, and he always tried to help. Am I confusing him with... Was he not the guy who played Sam's husband? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was one of the Tolan, stroding his cat. Ah, oh yeah. Okay, wrong guy. <laughs> I don't blame you for going. Thank you. But I still feel guilty. And now I feel guilty about being back. Because of the people you left behind? No, I should have stayed at Atlantis. Major Shepard should have been the one to go. Oh, we've seen them golf clubs. Now that's a pad. Oh, yeah. 
Just like I left it. So much space for just one person. Well, guys gotta have a lot of space. That poster is there because I've forgotten the actor's name, but it's a big Johnny Cash fan. And he asked for it to be added. Well, isn't that the poster John Shepard has in his room on Atlantis? Perfect. A pineapple sitting there. Yeah. Brick on the bench. I can't remember which one of the crew always puts a pineapple in his shot. I don't think. He's quite impressed with that stuff. Nice and cold. And this is. It's called beer. Is that pours? At least it's Canadian beer. I'm not impressed with John's bachelor pad. The actor was. He's right, a bit of everything, but what a mess. Is all this for recreation? Yeah, I got pretty much everything you can imagine, don't I? Well, not quite, but then again, it's not that sort of show. What is it? I was just thinking again about Dr. Weir and everyone else on Atlantis. Of course. I'm sure she is fine. As I am sure they are all fine. And the telescope. What have you been looking at, John? <laughs> You're taking a bit of that nod to Jack, by any chance? <laughs> yeah. You got it for astronomy, eventually. Pinball table. Either the lad's got too much money or too much time on his hands. She's unusual for a military man, either way. Well, no, if he's, de- it, if he's deployed a lot and he's not really spending his wages because the army feed him when he's out. If you deployed a lot, why do you need all the stuff? That's it, it'd be like an old packing boxes. Wait a minute. What is this, some kind of a joke? I told you we need more time. This don't even make any sense. We don't think the ZPM has enough power to open the wormhole. Well, you wouldn't know that from this, would you? This might as well say bing, tittle, tittle, bong. I mean, it's complete gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Rodney. Go. So Rodney's realised there's something going on. Weird realised there's something going on. Should's not totally convinced everything's right. Yes, and considering they never change their clothes, it should be starting to click the viewer by now. I mean, that's it, you know, which one of us is going through, and then you assume that it's more than one, but we've never seen him really, apart from John Taylor, fully interacting. Mm. Or at least interacting in a manner which feels normal. Mm. And not like a badly written World of Warcraft character. Yes. You know, who were the NPCs in this episode? (laughs) In light of the intelligence you brought us concerning the Wraith, it's been decided that the Atlantis' presence should be military. Our allies have agreed to this? They did. As soon as Dr. McKay can establish a wormhole, we intend to send reinforcements along with a new commanding officer. I'm sorry, Doctor, but you've been relieved of your duties. Okay, wait a minute. I am not saying that there shouldn't be an increased military presence, but the mission must remain the same. And I'm sure if Major Shepard were here, he We've would tell you... We've spoken to Major Shepard. He dialed in about an hour ago to check on your progress. We informed him of the situation, and he agrees with our assessment. She's gone. I'm in charge now. <laughs> I never liked her anyway. <laughs> Apparently, you don't know him as well as you thought, Doctor. Major Shepard stated categorically it's the only way to ensure the security of the project. Let's get out of here. Why? No, he's quite comfortable here. Is that a bedroom? Thought you would want to spend time in your home, visit with friends. There is an idea. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny. They look like high school buddies. 
Dex. You didn't really think you could pass through town without seeing us, did you, Shep? Isn't that one of the Deloise brothers? No, it isn't, but it would have been perfect casting to get a Deloise in one of the roles. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Dex. Dex is played by Noah Beggs, who appeared in Stargate SG1 episode Fragile Balance. Mm. Also in Once Upon a Time and Alcatraz. Oh, I must watch Once Upon a Time. Two seasons are on US Netflix. Ooh. Pod Elizabeth. Unpod Elizabeth. Mm. Yeah, there is a problem. Pod Rodney. Unpod Rodney. <laughs> Following it, everybody? Well, we don't like to talk about that, do we? Uh-huh. We're in a diagnostic on the ZPM. These are the results I keep getting back. I'm not a scientist, Rodney. Well, now there's anyone else around here, apparently. Otherwise, they wouldn't notice the laws of physics seem to have flown out the window. Maybe there's a problem with your equipment. I checked. It's fine. Look, if your solution doesn't work, it's not your fault. We'll just have to accept the fact that we can't go back. What? Ooh. Ooh. That's definitely <laughs> a pod person. Nice. It's <laughs> The other friend is Mitch. It's played by Stephen Spender. He's been in Battlestar Galactica, First Wave, Dead Zone, Dark Angel. So he's actually John Noakes' dog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> That's not a reference, but I will get. I still love that, man. They deserved everything they got. Priceless. Mm. But uh, we got that special ops team out of there, didn't we, Shep? Yes, we did. Tell you what, that was some flying, Shep. Well, look who's in the pizza delivery business. No, sir. I just caught the guy on the way up. Paul Rainbow Sword. <laughs> Relegated to delivering pizza. <laughs> I think you have to hand over the car case to pay for it. Is this part of Rainbow? He's starting to feel uncomfortable. Rainbow Sword Franks did get to go to the Adult Expo last week, so it's keeping busy. I've been relieved of my command. Oh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. They're going to militarise Atlantis. Uh-oh. <laughs> Beep, 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 does not compute. <laughs> it's almost as if a little two-second pause while, you know, computers work everything out. Yeah, they're suffering from lag. At the very least, I thought I'd be kept in the loop. Oh, now you're just being paranoid. Why don't you go home, spend some time with Simon? Simon? Yes, he's important to you, isn't he? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. I just don't remember ever telling you that. Because you never did, Elizabeth. You never did. Well, how else would I have known? Because you're a figment of their mind being manipulated by aliens. I mean, this guy was supposedly one of the most ruthless warlords in Afghanistan, and suddenly he just sits down at our table. Sir, you gotta hear this. Yeah, I was there, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah, you remember. Come on, John, this is your party, but you don't really seem into it. Shep spent half the night talking to this guy. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He wouldn't even let you get up to go to the bathroom, remember? <laughs> Then, uh, two days later, you guys were killed outside Kabul. Well, that should everybody open, isn't it? It makes you wonder if when John actually said, you know, we should have some friends here, he actually thought of those kind of thing, if it worked. It's like looking through a microscope at a cell culture and seeing a thousand dancing hamsters. It's impossible. Rodney, you need to calm down. No, no, what I need to do now is get very agitated, because what I'm realizing is all of this is a lie. Of this, and this, and this. Kabloom. I'm sure a ZPM shouldn't break that easily, so... What are you saying? Yep. Their chopper took an RPG when it touched down for a medevac. There was barely enough left to bring back for a military funeral. What? You guys have been dead for years. Now, don't get me wrong. It's really nice seeing you. 
And you too, Miss Watson. Son, she was my sixth grade teacher. Miss Watson. <laughs> I don't even remember you. Why would you think about it? It's a bit like, was it the menagerie, isn't it? Star Trek. Anything you can think of. <laughs> I'm acting strange, huh? Ooh, dear. <laughs> I imagined the bullet, and it was real. Yeah, good point. Now! See what I mean? Okay, the Rodney McKay I know would never accept the militarization of Atlantis without putting up a fight. Unless he was in charge. <laughs> I have the power. Yeah. <laughs> it's only right and proper. They do have McKay more or less down. You have a life, you can get back to it now. Hey, no, I'm not buying this anymore. Who are you, really? Who am I? What do you mean? <laughs> You're not bleeding. Go on, shoot him. General principles. <laughs> Get it out of the way now. I'll save you from doing it later. <laughs> no reason not to continue drinking his beer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he only gets one, so he might as well finish it. Alas, the defense that the victim was already dead tends to only work with zombies. Explain to me what the hell is going on here! And here we have the key figure in all these hallucinations. General Hammond of Texas. Can no more lies. What is this? What's happening to me? There's no point in deluding you any longer. Another Star Trek reference. He's an Organian. A what? Doesn't matter, Alan. Some people get it. I don't watch Star Trek as recently as you do. Now you know. Rodney, you're alone. Where's Rodney? The real Dr. McKay and the rest of his team reside in their own illusory worlds. I want to see them. Please. <laughs> hold it, hold it. Action. I still had a mouthful of that beer. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That's all they care about. My mind fractured reality. Where's my beer gone? I haven't had one in two months. Major Shepard discovered the truth some time ago. He did? You know, home for the last 11 months has been a research base in Antarctica. Although, I did dream about a bachelor pad like that. Major Shepard seemed uniquely capable of manipulating his own fabricated reality. Uh, so it wasn't actually his pad anyway. This would actually make a pretty good vacation spot, wouldn't it? <laughs> Do what you want when you want. At zero cost. I had a real woman, I didn't think. <laughs> I thought that was you. It is unfortunate that you all became aware so quickly. However, you may now create a fabricated reality of your own choosing in which to live out the remainder of your lives. What? <clears throat> That's not going to work for us. I'm afraid the matter's beyond your control. The remainder of your life? <laughs> you kind of slipped that last bit in quietly. We'll find a way to fight you. That would be quite impossible, Major. Even now, you are simply experiencing a shared fabrication. It will be best if you try to make a life for yourselves. This isn't life. Yes. No. This is the Matrix. <laughs> you are the one, John. Wait. Wait. You I can negotiate John. in three minutes. <laughs> to protect ourselves. From us? Yes. You're butchers. You've killed millions of us already. Unlike you, we exist in a non-corporeal form susceptible to the destructive effects of the Stargate on our homeworld. Typical solids third Star Trek reference. So the energy readings we picked up, they were life signs. You were in the mist. We are the mist. And every time the gate is activated, lives are lost. 
the atomist. Over time, explorers have come and gone, completely unaware of our existence. Sacrifices are made to ensure our secrecy. But when you came back, we grew concerned. To learn your intentions, we had no choice but to enter your minds. When we discovered what you were about to do, we were forced to take preventive measures. And they'd go to what you're going to do, they'd panic, like, oh, <laughs> we don't mind a few thousand dying, you know, to keep our secret, but... Your desire to return to your home world was too strong. The amount of energy required to gate to another galaxy would have killed millions of our kind. Yeah, but we wouldn't know about it, so we wouldn't have cared. So when we dialed the gate? You never dialed the gate, you just imagined you did. You are unconscious even now on the planet's surface. So none of this is real? Terry, hadn't he? So I didn't actually get it to work. The cute brunette, of course, I should have known. I mean, how do you go from... You're a pig, but I like your cat, too. I missed you. I thought it was too easy. We lacked a sophisticated understanding of your world. As a result, the illusions we created from your thoughts were ultimately flawed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would have worked, so that's the point. What were you doing? If you just told us, I mean, Whoa, maybe we wait. could... I just realized something. Oh, I thought Rodney. <laughs> Don't you want to know Rodney? Yeah, well, so we need food. We need water. I mean, we need food. No citrus. That's about Rodney. <laughs> I've got a chocolate bar in my fatigues. Just get me back. You're killing us in order to save yourselves. In order to save millions of our kind. I believe you would do the same. <laughs> Too right they would. Our friends will come looking for us. Others of your kind? They'll show up. What are you going to do, kill them too? More will come. Sooner or later, they'll figure out how to access the gate. Then millions of your kind will die. No, they won't. Let's face it, we've got the expert right here. We're going to leave people behind. And if you were really General Hammond, you'd know that. If they'd have left people behind, Janet wouldn't be dead. Yes. But if you allow us to leave here, we promise we will never return, ever. You will not have to fear us ever again. I give you my word. You can trust me. <laughs> How can you make such a promise when you so desire to return home? I'm a politician and a negotiator. We'd like to go home. We're not willing to kill millions of your kind to do it. You've been in our heads. You're, you're, you're in our heads right now. You should know we mean that. You've only got a minute and a half to convince you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it doesn't say part one in the title. <laughs> that really doesn't matter. They very rarely have the same title for party one anyway. Yes, true. I understand. Also, uh, Shepard's take on Captain Janeway. We could go home, but we're not going to, because it'll hurt a bunch of aliens. Yeah, there's no problem directive, though. Cold, dank ground. Yeah, how stiff would you be? How hungry? Well, McKay, especially McKay's always hungry. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's been half an hour, you know, he's hungry. <laughs> I don't mean to sound negative because that would be, you know, so not me. But uh, how do we know this isn't a double fake out? I mean, how do we know that this is... Uh... This is your reality. You have my word. <laughs> I'm starving. It's got to be right. All is right in the world if I'm hungry. I need to get the control crystal out of the DHD. Shouldn't take more than a few minutes. Give you a hand. Now, Dalt, Rodney, we picked them. Thank you for trusting us. <laughs> for not killing us. Rodney, be careful with that. I'm going to make sure we can get back home. Ah, you mean Atlantis. I think that's what you meant. How do I know she wasn't suggesting we pull a double fake out of our own and dial her? Forget the double fake out. Get the damn crystal. I'll do the dial. 
<laughs> yeah, stop talking. <laughs> don't, don't give the aliens any ideas. Come on. They can read your mind. And that was home. Good second. Or a reasonable facility. That's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. You're <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the fish. <laughs> Tip the waitress. A reasonable episode. Always good to see uh, Don S. Davis back in uniform. Indeed. You know, the big question was, for people watching this episode for the first time, how long did it take you to catch on? Did you pick up on all the clues? I'm not saying I don't remember. It's been that long, I can't remember. I quickly I thought, hang on. Holly Dale, Canadian director. Only did the one episode of uh, Stargate Atlantis, and, well, only one episode of Stargate in general. She did direct episodes of The Collector, Being Erica, Cold Case, Falling Skies, Flashpoint, Castle, and Grimm. She's an accomplished director, begs a question, why only one episode? It's been said that Stargate is very much uh, a boys' club, you know, and when you get your feet on the table, you tend to stick around there, so there's not that much of an opportunity for fresh blood to come in. Mm, fresh blood. <laughs> there's a vampire show in there somewhere. I so thought Vampire Diaries Season 1 would be a half season. I realised when I watched Chapter 14, crap, there's another eight. Well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. just got so much to watch. <laughs> I'm only in Season 2 of NCIS, I still have another eight to get through. <laughs> I haven't started into your SLA yet. Don't bother. Right then, that was Home, an interesting episode, both in production and story, and great to see Don S. Davis making a guest appearance in Atlantis. We would love to hear from you about Home and Stargate in general. Comments good and bad about Gatecast are always appreciated, as would an iTunes review and rating. But regardless, we are thankful for all the support on Facebook, Twitter and Google+. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so by using the options on gatecast.co.uk or via our email, which is thegatecast at gmail.com We are carried on Google+, Facebook, iTunes and Stitcher and can be found on Twitter under thegatecast, which is one word. Next week, Endgame. In the heist to end all heist, the Stargate is missing and SG-1's investigation point to the Shallow We Trust conspiracy. The operatives are using the Stargate to launch missiles armed with symbiote poison. Sierra discovers thousands of Jaffa have been massacred while Daniel and Carter try to stop the Trust murdering more innocent that was quick. I expected you to actually have to look for it so I could do with the intro. When you bit said, for what, what have we got next to start looking for it? <laughs> okay, then. I can plan entire seconds ahead. Well done. Okay, then. Next week, we're back at Stargate Command with Endgame Season 8, Episode 10. You know, cut and, cut and paste. Endgame, of course, stars Brandy Ledford, the former Playboy model. Do a Google search. Very nice. Also, was in Andromeda. Get the clothes on for that. Right, both me and my cat are hungry, so I'm going to go and feed both of us. Walking around your ankle. Let me in. <laughs> Let me in, I'm hungry. No, sitting on the windowsill looking outside. I have to eat and then play meat and Grand Theft Horse. And you finished that game yet? And I'm not particularly good at it, you know, so... Okay then, go and get some food and feed your kitties. Brad, thanks for joining us. No, thanks guys. Thanks very much for listening to our take on Home. Uh, I hope you join us next week for the end game. Until then, take care. Ah, uh, thanks for having me on again, guys. It was good. More than welcome. Join us next week, folks. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.